Hello, hello, hello. We are in season four of the Chasing Dreams podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who has been down for the ride, okay? I've learned a lot. I hope you've learned a lot. I've heard you've laughed a lot, okay? Get a few jokes in here or there. But most importantly, I hope you walked away with gems. Now, season four is going to be a little bit different. We are going from a seasonal podcast to a year-round podcast. So that means every Tuesday, I want you to check in with the Chasing Dreams podcast, okay? Now, with that being said, I'm not just going to fill up your timeline with needless information. Every episode will be jam-packed with some amazing content. Some content may be bonus episodes, some may be interviews, some may be one-on-one conversations. So make sure you are tuned in for the Chasing Dreams podcast. And as always, make sure you subscribe, make sure you leave a genuine rating and view, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it, and most importantly, follow me on all social media platforms at Tierra Nicole Riley. Now, let's get into these episodes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Chasing Dreams podcast. Today's guest, I have Mrs. Tamisha D. Walker, who is a birth doula, a consultant, speaker, and trainer that specializes in developing and implementing programs to assist pre- and post-pregnancy women. Mrs. Walker primarily works with hospitals, nonprofits, and community organizations that seek tailored techniques and solutions for women and youth. As an international best-selling author, Mrs. Walker uses her books to bring hope, support, and encourage women with the skill and knowledge to birth in peace and power. Her network of support rejoices to create Fearless Moms and was inspired by her birth doula experiences along with personally birthing four children, one of which was premature and a kidney transplant recipient. Her books include Purpose and Pain, Pregnancy Prayers, Volume 1, First Year, No Fear, and The Real Me. They all provide hope and a better understanding of pregnancy, the phases, resources, and how to defeat the natural fears that come as a part of the journey with encouragement. Welcome to the podcast, Tamisha. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So we're here to talk about motherhood and dreams. But I do want to start the conversation by asking, what is the dream for you? Ooh. Hmm. That is a beautiful question. Um, well, the, the dream for me um, as a mom is to be able to support and enrich my children. The dream for me as a doula is to see moms be able to have the birth of their dream, the birth that they were destined to have, 
and give them knowledge and the opportunities to birth in peace and power and to be encouraged to complete the birthing process in the way that they would like. Love it, love it, love it. So when did you realize the dream and how has it changed over the years? Well, when I was in middle school, I actually wanted to be in the delivery room. I wanted to be helping moms have their babies. Okay. So that's when I started dreaming about that. And it changed over the years. I kind of ran from the dream because I felt like it was a little scary sometimes. Don't we? But but, um, as I grew older and wiser and continued in this field, I saw for sure that this was where I wanted to be. I literally could remember the moment in health class when I decided and I said, oh, yeah, no, this is what I'm doing. That this is this is what the route that I want to go, and I remember asking our teacher about it, like who is this, who who does this, right? Because we were seeing a picture mm-hmm. of a delivery, so we're seeing this baby be born, and we're seeing the provider with their hands catching the baby. Okay. Right? And I'm like, who is that? And they're like, that's the baby. And I'm like, no, not the baby. Who is that? Whose hands are those? Yeah. And so she began to talk to us about that. And she's like, oh, that's an OBGYN. And I'm like, well, what's that? You know, obstetrician gynecologist. I said, oh, okay. And I said, well, explain. This is my first time hearing this. What is this? And she goes into it. And I said, oh, yeah, no. Do you have to be a gynecologist? Because that's not what I'm really trying to do. But that obstetrician? Yeah. I'm really yeah. enjoying that. Like, that's really beautiful. Tell me more. Like, I'm in the middle of class. And she, I'm just, like, shutting down everything else and picking her brain about this. And so over the years, that has changed and shifted a little bit as I look more towards midwifery and love what I do as a doula. I love it. Like, mm-hmm. even over this last um, quarter and these last few months, I have taken more training in lactation, in being a postpartum doula. So being able to work with individuals after they have the baby um, to add on to the training that I already had as a um, delivery, as a birth doula. Right. So I've had multiple um, areas and facets that I've had the opportunity to train as and being an educator that has trained with Lamaze and has taught for years. When I started this journey, knowing that I wanted to do this, I started with my first child of those four that I birthed. Mm -hmm. She was nursing when I started my first training class. Oh, wow. Okay. And I said, This is what I want to do. Right. And so it was a great class and we had a lot of fun. And of course, everybody loved all of her cute eyes and all of her coos and giggles. Mm-hmm. but um, I learned so much and it just made me fall in love with it even more. So having the opportunity to work with moms, to learn more in the profession, the dream just expanded. It just grew. And yeah. so now having the opportunity to be someone that is trained as a community um, facilitator and supporter when it comes to being a doula and being able to train others, um, it has just opened up the arena 
to be able to educate more moms. And I find that that is so helpful. Yeah. The education and then helping them to implement what it is that they desire to do to really experience the birth of their dreams. Absolutely. And the work that doulas and midwives do, um, especially Black women um, in those roles, is so critical. Um, so in 2016, I miscarried twins. And so I'm now expecting my rainbow baby. And literally the week I found out I was pregnant, I found a Black doctor. Wow. I found a Black doula. <laughs> and and the, the doctor office that I visit is full of Black women at the front desk, at, you know, the nurses, the staff. Ah! Black but that was very yes! to me. And I remember having that conversation with my boyfriend and, you know, I was just like, well, one, with this being my rainbow baby, like, I'm not taking that nan chance on nothing. nothing. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of my sorority sisters happens to be a doula and she was the first, I was like, I need to call Jackie because <laughs> I am not going through this. And so she's not a midwife, but she's a doula. So I have my doctor and her just as support and and, you know, guiding through that process. But one thing that was very important to me during this pregnancy or more of a priority during this pregnancy was I want everyone who touches me to look like me. Okay. And, And that's where I'm at at this point. And I'm very, very appreciative because it just there's just a different level of care like the 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 relief I felt when Mm. one of my doctors had explained to me um I was expressing concerns about you know when you've gone through a loss and you're there's a lot of PTSD that goes into a rainbow pregnancy like a lot (laughs) and so I'm expressing these concerns with the doctor and for her a black woman to look me in the eyes and say, you know, share that she also has had losses. Um, It just gives you a sense of ease to know, not only do you look like me, but we happen to have a shared life experience where you understand it from a medical and a personal experience. Definitely, you know, brings a sense of peace and calming, particularly when the people, because there's a lot of medical racism. Some of it is on purpose. Some of it is indoctrinated. Um, some of it they don't even know is mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? mm-hmm. um, yeah, you hear a lot of people talk about systemic racism right now, which is just where it is rules and the way that things overseen. Absolutely, where people aren't even attempting to be that way, but. They're just literally following protocol and not realizing that it's set to marginalize certain people. Exactly. Um, And I happen to have one of my best friends, she's a medical doctor. um, And she was explaining to me like some of the ways that medical racism exists, like it's literally taught. So even if you don't go into medical school as a racist, you're following, you know, research and policies and all of these things, not even recognizing that, oh, by the way, this is where that came from. 
mm-hmm. and there's the medical racism at the root of it all you know yeah so like um with the rainbow experience congratulations thank you um on your pregnancy um two of the experiences that really shifted my life and my thinking and just kind of rocked me to the core um as i wrote about in my first book purpose and pain it it encompasses six stories including the story of our family right and the things that we've gone through um and what has kind of supported us and helped us being scripture and prayer and so it provides that from each of the families and then space to journal to get those feelings out to work through what you're dealing with um in respect to what has just been shared to you in your reading and so one of the stories in there when i was doing the interview with her to make the book it was a story of in vitro fertilization of ivf where she was having an extremely difficult time with having children yeah and i mean i mean extremely difficult right and so she's sharing the story of everything that she had gone through and i'll tell you um she told me when i was talking to her about the book that she wanted to be a part of it you know she wanted to share her journey but i'm telling you i didn't know her whole story mm-hmm. and when she told me about her losses and everything that she had gone through yeah. and everything that she had to deal with um and how she counts those babies yeah. right mm-hmm. and and i was i was sh- to the core yeah. shaking yeah. and so um it just, it, it gave me an additional fire, right, to release it because I knew she wasn't alone and yeah. somebody else needed to hear that encouragement to know, like, she went on, she did have two children, um, but someone needed to hear Jimmy, you know, that they weren't alone yeah. and that someone else was for them and cared and made it through, you know, you do it, you can do it. And so the second one was a mom who had asked me to come and be her doula. And her baby, she already knew was going to be stillborn. Mm. And so, but she was having a vaginal delivery. Right. So it was literally going into the hospital, just like a regular birth. I went with her and her husband and we went up there and she had her labor induced and we had that baby. Yeah, that's how it was with the twins. Um, I actually Ooh. died with them. Yeah. That's, I, that's... Was, I was about 23 weeks when I delivered. That's, yeah. that's life-changing. It absolutely, yeah. And so being, you know, that's one of the reasons why I decided to go through, to, to attend training for sudden like for SIDS and for those who have perinatal loss um because I said this in and of itself just by itself is a whole category of people having to deal with possibly dreams that are shattered Mm -hmm. dreams that are beginning because things do come out of that right there's been so many organizations groups efforts you know volunteer things that have been made funds and scholarships that have been made from the loss right Right, right, so so dreams begin even in those moments Um, but it's like 
wow. Like I had never experienced anything like that. And even though I had helped moms to labor and to have the birth of their dreams, wow, to help a mom literally release, release something that she was holding on to so tightly. For sure. Something she wanted so badly. Yeah, it was definitely one of the hardest days I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I still remember, like, my shower that morning, like, in shambles, you know, just knowing what I was about to do. Yes. Um, And even when my mom was with me when I delivered, and when we walked up to the hospital, like, the Mm. moment the hospital was in my eyesight, I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is so heartbreaking. Um, but it was a situation where it was legitimately the best thing for my twins. Um, so one had passed at about 16 weeks, Mm -hmm. Um, but because of that miscarriage, um, there were, there was brain damage on my surviving twin and his life, he would have been a vegetable and Mm. that wasn't fair to him. So I was willing to take, you know, the pain and the heartache that, to some extent still lives today, you know, four years later. Um, but there, there isn't a lot of talk about one. There's not a lot of talk about miscarriage, but yes. also, there, is, definitely, there, there definitely is not any conversation about the PTSD that comes with the next pregnancy. You know what I mean? Like every time you go to the bathroom, you're like, uh, you know, checking for blood or, you know, when you feel something wrong or first thing that comes to your mind is like, oh shit, is this the moment where the cat, you know, where the, where all hell breaks loose? Breaks loose. Yeah. And you're just constantly on pins and needles. Yeah. Constantly. Part of the reason why I did that first book as well and why I did the uh, first year No Fear was because my third child was a um, preemie Mm. and not only a preemie but while I carried him uh, for from 22 weeks until he was born I had little to no amniotic fluid oh my goodness started seeing that something was wrong Mm. right and they're like oh the fluid's decreasing I went in they checked they said oh it looked like you had a blockage at one point but it opened back up and then come to find out later it closed it either was the same one or a new one and it closed. And so anatomically, he was perfect, right? Everything was in place, everything was right. But because of that blockage, it caused his kidneys to be extremely damaged. So, you know, your kidneys are what make the amniotic fluid. So because of the blockage, it wasn't being replenished. hmm So when he was born, it had been backed up for so long, right? It essentially shocked them so much that he ended up having to go on dialysis. Oh my goodness. At a very young age. And so I remember going to a specialty hospital. Like we have amazing hospitals in the city that I live in. We have some of like people come from all around, right? Mm -hmm. But for this condition with his kidneys, um, the geneticist early said to me, she's like, you know, I'm your family line. It's just something that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. She was like, he was just one of the lucky ones is what I say. 
Yeah. And so we had to go to a hospital that's like three and a half, four hours away to get specialists. Like literally we came together with specialists from five different departments Mm. after taking CT, MRI, like all of these tests, right? And literally they came back to me with, we can't do anything. Literally. It was keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Keep him in as long as you can keep him in. As long as you can keep him in. And later I understood what that meant because as I talked to more moms that were dealing with the same thing that never dreamt they would ever have this issue, right? That were dealing with the same thing. Their babies were all like really early preemies in the, in the 20. Oh my goodness. Right. So I, I thank God I was able to be blessed with him to come at 36 weeks. Like they, every mom that I talked to was like, he was how old? Yeah. Right. 36 is almost done. Almost. Right. Yeah. Because he had no amniotic fluid. All of that time from like 22, like we're seeing it go slowly right away because it it continuously repentances all day. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing it go down and down and down. They couldn't really do ultrasound with him being in a two by two pocket because you can't see much without fluid. Right. So I'm trying not to live in fear. Right, right. Because they can't check him. Right. I'm going in literally, literally. I'm going in twice a week for what's called non-stress tests or NSTs. Okay. Where they put monitors on your belly. Yeah. And they check for a 20 minute period to see if the baby is still moving. Ah, gotcha. Ooh, twice a week. Yeah. And I had two, it's stressful. I had two scares with that where I had to go to the emergency room, literally, where they were like, you know what? Your baby's not moving enough. Mm. You know? And so it, it, in, in one way, it feels like it's, it's earth shattering or it's dream shattering. Yeah. But I'll tell you, he created for me a whole new dream that I never thought of before I dealt with all the things that I've dealt with through his life, right? He's 10 now mm-hmm. and has, we did dialysis in home for three years. He now has a kidney transplant, just had another procedure, um, hopefully will be his last, you know? And it's like, we've gone through a lot, but it's helped me to help other moms realize their dreams. I was working with him. I've started a nonprofit. I've started my own business. I've written books. Like I said, that first book came from me knowing that his story was just not for me. Like we weren't experiencing this just for us, but it was to help other people as well. Yeah. So- being him being in my life, it just opened up in and my other children as well. It just opened up the opportunity because working with all of my kids, we've put together um children's books, mm-hmm. right? With affirmation to help other kids because that's what helped me get through and not completely lose it <laughs> while I was being mom to him and to them. Absolutely. So I just say that to hopefully encourage you and encourage other people that no matter what the shift might be, you know, in your life, in your dreams, that you can still birth your dreams and birth new things out of whatever 
you are going through, whatever trial or even uh, what might seem like a trial and triumphs that you face. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Um, my second and third book were 100% birth from, um, as well as my business, honestly, were birth from my experience with the twins. And um, the book that I'm likely, I'm debating on what's going to be my fifth book, but I'm kind of leaning towards for 2021 is, is likely to be birthed in my experience with my rainbow pregnancy. Yes. Um, because it's just so much I just don't feel like people talk about when it comes to pregnancy and yes. all of the things. So I've already addressed the, the lost lens, but you know, addressing the because this pregnancy has been kicking my whole butt. Mm. Kicking my is butt. it? But um, but yes, yeah, so I definitely agree. And, you know, all of those things are definitely in place. But let me ask you this. How do you support other moms to follow their dreams? Sure. So one of the first programs that I ever uh, received grant funding for is called Voices of Moms, right? Voices of Mothers. And so in that, it gives me the opportunity. Um, it's really geared towards high-risk moms. Like this shifted me. Cause I wasn't even thinking about high risk and NICU moms, to be very honest with you. You know, when I started this journey, that wasn't my focus. I don't even think that was in my purview period. Mm -hmm. But now like the very first program I really put together um, and started working with like the city and different people um, was for moms who were high risk mm -hmm. right? coming out of what I saw and what I, I felt that they're just like you're saying, no one was addressing. Right. And so in it, I bring speakers together and I have them share and talk. Like we teach on different things, right? From motherhood to pharmacy, to understanding how to hear your physician and talk to your physician like that is huge. Cause most of the times moms are like, what are you talking about? Right. And oftentimes they're not able to clearly state what's wrong, what's going on with them and know when to even talk to the physician and what to talk to them about, right? right. And then we talk about finances, how to save, um, how to invest your money, how to make sure that you have money for yourself and a nest egg for your little one so you're not so worried, right? And your basic needs are met for food, for shelter, for clothing, things like that, right? So it is exciting because in those classes, we talk about that. Like, what do you think? Because affirmations, again, are really big to me. So we talk about what do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? We even do vision boarding to help them to make choices and to focus in and think about what their dreams are and what they want to do in their future. Mm -hmm. So that is how I love helping moms, right? Yeah. And so it, it's exciting to see the mothers that I've worked with and to hear the feedback because I always do feedback forms, right? Whatever class that I'm teaching or whether online or in person or, you know, working with moms in the hospital, I always ask. And to just hear what they say usually brings tears to my eyes because I'm literally just sharing my heart, right? The love that I have to support moms in what they want to do, the birth they want to have to advocate for them. But to hear that it's getting through and that it's making a difference and that they see themselves a different light, you know, helping them with their self-esteem, even in this season, it, it is eye-opening and it 
for me is a reason to keep going and it shifts my life, you know, and, and it doesn't allow me to stay stagnant or to stay still. It calls me to grow and to expand and to have the opportunities like this to reach more moms and to encourage more individuals to keep going. And just like you, like you are amazing with the things that you're doing, with the experiences that you live. And I'm excited to be able to talk to you Thank and you. to share together. Absolutely. And likewise, thank you so much. Um, I think this has been a very impactful conversation. What final thoughts do you have for the audience? My final thoughts would be no matter what your dream is, you have been given talents and you have the capability to do it. Mm -hmm. I really believe that God has given each of us special things, each of us to accomplish and to do. I believe that each of us are important, that we are unique, and there's no one like us. So I believe in this journey that we are called, we are called to fulfill our destinies. And it's so important that no matter what comes, no matter what direction we might take, no matter what might seem to come before us to shift us from the route that we thought we were going to take, I'll tell you for sure, I'm taking a different route now than I thought I would be taking. If you had told me 10 years ago, five years ago, that this is where I would be, this is what I would be doing, speaking and teaching and training, I probably would have said, no, not me, right? Beginning birthing destiny, maternal services, I, that nay, I didn't have that, right. but I say, no matter what comes in your pathway, no matter what shifts you, it doesn't matter. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. Keep encouraging yourself and surrounding yourself with people that are doing the same for yes. you and themselves. For sure. So where can people World you if they want to contract your services, purchase one of your books, where can people find you and support you? Yeah, my books are available online at all digital retailers, including Amazon um, and some you even find on Walmart. Um, and what you can do is go to my website, which is my name, TamishaWalker.com. That's T-O-M-E-S-H-A-W-A-L-K-E-R.com. Or you can go to yourbirthdestiny.com. And again, I'm sorry, that's yourbirthingdestiny.com. So you can head to either one of those and you can find out about um, my life, about the books that I've written to really support and encourage moms and families. I was shocked the first uh, review that I had from a gentleman that read Purpose and Pain. Because I kind of felt like I was writing to moms. And he said, I appreciate this. This helps me so much to deal with some of the stresses and the ills and just life in general as a dad. Like that blew me away. But um, you can find all of those books and the new ones that will be coming out this year um, 
on my website and on Amazon. And then as far as the birth services, we work with um, birth doula services, postpartum, lactation, um, placenta services and encapsulation, and legacy creation. So we help people with investments and uh, life insurance, which I just, it boggles my mind how many people don't talk about and know about those things right. um, to make themselves and their families are taken care of. Um, and then just really understanding savings, you know, mm-hmm. not just budgeting, but, but birthing your future when it comes to wellness with money and with health. So any of those things they can come and they can find um, and on all social media, you can find me by my name, Tamisha Walker. And um, right now there's a wonderful series that's available on my YouTube channel that helps to educate moms from the area of lactation as well as Epic Health. So you can find various individuals that help to share amazing, amazing information in those quick talks um, with people that help to support you from various realms of chiropractic to lactation to um, eating right and healthy. Um, So there's nurses, there's all different types of people that are sharing amazing information. And for those that are in the birth world, um, I'll say lastly, people like um, being able to interview Gail Tully and uh, Claudia Booker, God rest her soul, and um, Penny Simpkins have been some of the highlights of my life. And it's uh, great to share the information that they have as well. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. And guys, we will see you next week. Are we connected in the social world? If not, I want you to do me a favor. Go to your favorite social media platform and follow me at Tierra Nicole Wiley. Whether that's Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, or my personal favorite, Instagram, make sure you connect with me for daily inspiration on all of the things. All right, talk to you soon.